So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. This is gonna be the last one featuring, uh, what is it called? The antidote. <laughs> Happiness for people who can't stand positive thinking by Oliver Berkman. And um, so, yeah, we're gonna, through the we're gonna go through the last bit of the whole thing. And I'm gonna see you after. And yeah, with that being said, hello and welcome back to the next episode of the self Development with Tactics podcast. And I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to go through this. And I'm also happy to finish up with this one because it's always good. It's always good to finish up with things. So yeah, um, the first one is, we build castle walls to keep out the enemy, but it is the building of the walls that causes the enemy to spring into existence in the first place. Hmm, hmm, I'm not, 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 not quite that sure. But it's definitely a metaphor, so might stand for something else. But yeah, but, but yeah. Yeah. So, there is no security until we realize that this I does not exist. There is no security until we realize that this I does not exist. I don't get it. Insecurity, it is another word for life. Hmm. Hmm. No. No, I don't, I don't think so. I really don't. Really don't think so. We will do anything to tell a success-based story of our lives. Yes, kind of. <laughs> like, there's always something, like, we did this and that and these and those, but uh, we also did whatever, you know? There's always something. We like to do that. We like to just tell stories of how good we are and how amazing fucking shit we did and stuff. Successful entrepreneurs possess perseverance and leadership skills, of course. What is, what is less obvious and much less boring is what the speaker neglected to mention, that those traits are likely to be the characteristics of extremely unsuccessful people too. Successful entrepreneurs possess perseverance and leadership skills. Yes, I mean, like, of course, there's going to be some, some leaders that are really unsuccessful. Like, really, really. Now, even though they are leaders and might be considered a little tiny bit more successful than some other people, but, um, but yeah, it just really depends on the person, it really depends on whatever or however you are and whoever you are. Like, uh, I, I really liked it. I really liked it because, and this is something that I've been talking about for months and stuff. I don't like generalizations, you know? I don't like saying, okay, you know, you gotta have to do this and that and these and those and you gotta have to be this person, that person so that everything is gonna be fine and so that you're gonna be successful in the end and stuff. Yeah, of course, there's going to be some things that's, that are good to have, always good to have, but I wouldn't generalize things. I wouldn't say like, um, you got to have to do this, you got to have to do that, you got to have to do whatever, because some things might work for you and some things might work for somebody else. And some things might work for you, but not for somebody else. I know it's a really important thing. It's a really uh, important thing to think about and also keep in mind. But, but yeah, really important, really incredibly important thing. Our conversations about success are always failing full of the undersampling of failure. You don't hear speeches or read autobiographies by people who were unafraid, unafraid of failure and then did indeed simply fail. Yes, this is totally the case. You know, we're often reading the stories of the winners. We're often reading the stories of, or just hearing the stories or watching the stories of the people that won, of the people that just did something great and not really about the failures. You know, even though like in a good story, there is often failure, you know, most often being like, okay, everything started really humbly. Everything started just in a fucking basement and stuff. Then uh, we got some traction and everything was kind of good. Then everything broke down. And then in the end, everything was good again, because we have just finally realized that it is not about money and that it is not about whatever. And then everything is just good to go and fine. Classical story, I would say. The vulnerability revealed by failure can nurture empathy and communality. 
Yeah, failing is a cool thing. Unless you're doing it on purpose, not a good thing, doesn't make any sense. Reduce the terror induced by the mere thought of death. Fearing being dead yourself makes no sense. You don't look back with horror on the eternal oblivion before you were born. Yes, kind of. I gotta have to read this once again. Reduce the terror induced by the mere thought of death. Fearing being dead yourself makes no sense. You don't look back with horror at the eternal oblivion before you were born. I mean, of course, fearing being dead just really is nonsensical because you're dead then, kind of. I kind of get what he's referring to, but I kind of also think like, well, I don't know. I just also get like why you're, uh, of course, like we all fear to die most often. You know, not everyone. You know, there's some people that are like, well, if I die, I've had a really nice life and I'm hopefully going to be able to just donate some organs or something. Live a life suffused with the awareness of its finitude and you can hope to finish it in something like the fashion that Jean-Paul Sartre hoped to die. Quietly, and this is a quote now, Panly, quietly certain that the last burst of my heart would be described, inscribed on the last page of my work, and that death would be taking only a dead man. Wow. Imagine your AD, AD 80, completes the sentence, I wish I would spend more time on, I wish I'd spent more time on, and I wish I had spent less time on. It's probably gonna be in the end, like I wish I'd spent less time, I don't know, being somebody else, uh, not doing the things I, I like to do not spending too much time with my family and all those things like i think these are the classics and there's also a book about that don't remember the name but there's a book about that references albert ellis who did more than anyone else to restore stoicism to the forefront of modern psychology and international stoic forum as internet managed board dr keith Seddon, a tutor of correspondence courses in stoicism i do wonder what the international stoicism forum is all about do wonder if it is cool International Stoics Forum. Guidelines to the International Stoic Forum. Or Stoics. Modern Stoicism. Home of Stoics. Stoiken and Stoic Week. I just wanna... It is actually a Wikipedia link. Well, well, well. This webpage was modified on May 24th at May 24th, 22. What is the International Stoic Forum? How do I join the International Stoic Forum? Please read the guidelines for the operation of the Stoic Forum. To join the forum, go to blah, 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 blah or send a blank message to stoics-subscribe at yahoogroups.com. <laughs> if you're not registered with Yahoo Groups, you should choose the first method and register with Yahoo. The groups before joining the Stoics community. If you have questions about the mechanics of this process that you cannot resolve otherwise, please write to Dr. Sean Garrett. If you have tried to reach Dr. Sean Garrett and you don't receive a reply in what uh, you regard as a reasonable amount of time, please contact Dr. Keith Sadden. Blah, 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 blah. I do wonder if this thing is still working. Because I kind of assume it is still working. Welcome to the Stoic... Ah. By the way, the Yahoo logo is so cool. So nice. So well done. I think it's done by Pentagram. Could this be the case? I'm not quite sure, but it kind of have a feeling that it is the case. Well, pretty interesting. And I gotta have to say, wait, wait, this is actually a good time to do something very specific. Since we have finished it, let's actually Google the author and let's see what the author did, what he's thinking, what he's doing, and what his life is like. And then I have to just take care of laundry, but I, because I think it is already ready and I shouldn't have it laid down or lay, laying in my... Uh, washing machine N not not a good thing really not a good thing because i mean moldy shit and stuff it's not that good to all our readers in austria i unfortunately do not want to donate even though i love wikipedia oliver berkman born 1975 so he's 
Actually, not that of an old guy. Is a British journalist for the British newspaper The Guardian. Brookman has won the Four Eigen Press Association's Young Journalist of the Year Award, FPA's Science Story of the Year 2015, and has been story- shortlisted for the Orwell Prize in 2006. He writes a popular weekly column on psychology. This column will change your life and has... Oh, this column will change your life. This is the title, apparently, and has reported from London, Washington, and New York. He also has, has his own blog. Gotta have to check it out. Maybe this is actually a really cool one. Educated at Huntington School, York, he holds a degree from Christ's College, Cambridge, a constituent college of the University of Cambridge, and was matriculated in 1994, which... Oh, what is matriculated? I do have a feeling, but I didn't know that this is also... Be enrolled at a college or university. Ah, yeah, sure. Sure, 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 sure. This is what it is. Let's actually see what his blog is all about. Um, the Negative Path of Happiness. Adobe. Adobe. An interview with Oleg Berkman from The Daily Stoic, which is owned by Ryan Holiday, as far as I know. Do what you like. Berkman Mosaic. The Guardian. Do I actually have to type in blog as well? Hmm. And everything is fucked. Thank you. Blog. Twitter, The Guardian, TheGuardian.com, The Blog, Andrew Spink, Huffington Post, OneUFeed.net, um, Gretchen Room. Let's, let's just have a look at The Guardian and see what. Focus on the things you can't control, how to cope with radical uncertainty. Like there's just stoic things. That's it. Quite it. This column will change your life. This column will change your life. Uh, got a problem to fix? Don't even try. It's better to think afresh. I think I gotta have to check them out. Really I'm thankful that I've seen this or that I've recognized this. Since you're here, do I have to pay? No, no, I don't, no, 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 actually no, cool thing. When you focus on solving problems, you can't help inheriting the assumptions baked into it, illustration and so on. Hmm, if it was so easy, right? We're often told about the benefits of experiencing failure, but what's usually meant is ground failure, flaming out, crashing and burning, losing your livelihood after sinking your savings um, into an ill-fated toothbrush sharing startup. (laughs) Yet much failure is gradual and dull. You resolve to make some improvement to your life, your relationship, your finances, your community and its works for a while, but then it peters out and you resume your old ways. Maybe you blame a lack of self-discipline or you conclude the circumstances were against you, etc. Perhaps it's tasteless to draw an analogy between humanitarian tragedies and say your martial troubles or your unfulfilling job. But there is one. If things are intolerable and you take just enough action to render them tolerable, you'll go back to tolerating them until they grow worse again. So things never lastingly improve. Actually, gotta have to review this in a in a better way. I gotta have to just read it beforehand and then talk about it because you know I don't get anything if I just talk about it in that way. But yeah, I think I'm gonna end the episode there. I don't want to have it as I just don't, don't want to stretch it, and I actually am a little bit concerned about my laundry to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, I am gonna hopefully see you the next time. So I wish you the best health, wealth, happiness, and also success. And I also hope that you're gonna remind yourself and you're gonna be remembered. It basically means your legacy. It basically means just being a nice person and being remembered as a nice person. Fast as fuck. But yeah, uh, three other questions that I'm having for you are, why are you here? What are you trying to change? And what is bothering you the most? I really hope that you're asking yourself these questions because they can show you your purpose and can show you um, also a business idea, which is a nice thing. So yeah, hopefully you're gonna see you the next time. Bye-bye and thank you. I do wonder if this is still working. I guess it is still working because I've uh, pressed the pause button because I thought, well, 
you know what, I'm gonna do this really quickly and then I'm gonna come back and record again. <laughs> to move on with the recording itself. Because I mean like 14 minutes, like, and I'm also gonna cut it, which is then gonna be like two seconds quite, you know. Not that of a cool thing. Let's see what he's also talking about. You know, a little bit, a little bit of more info, a little bit of more searching. This is actually the newest one. February the 23rd, March. This is actually the newest one. Focusing on the things you can't control, how to cope with radical uncertainty. This seems to be the newest one as far as I can tell. And it is published every seven days quite. Yes, quite. How to stop the spread of fake news. Pause for a moment. Overwhelmed? Here's how to stop your to-do list going stale. There's actually a lot of practical tips and a lot of practical things there. Dopamine fasting is a tech fat that sounds silly but might just work. All other things. When a pope offers writing advice, should you listen? This is actually a pretty good question. I know, and this is often also something that I think about when uh, some other people tell me something that I should be doing. Then being like, well, should I really listen to this person? Should I really listen to what this person is saying? I don't know. All-day podcasts and brick-sized books, or why 2015 was the year the long-form thought back. I think it is still, I, th I mean, yeah, hmm. there, there's such a lot of podcasts, of course, but I don't know, like, I would say that both short-term things, or just short, short things and also long things, are both working pretty fine and pretty good, I think, you know? A short video can also be good. A long video can also be good. Like it really depends, I think, on the topic and on the person and uh, what you prefer as a person and such things. So it's definitely, 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 definitely important. But I do still wonder why I'm not able to find his blog. I'm able to find his Twitter. Let's also check that out. I know maybe there's something interesting. Maybe there's something. Guardian writer tweeting on psychology etc. Out now. The antidote happiness for people who can't stand positive thinking. And he's having 50k follows. Feels like a completely legitimate thought to consider that you might be making too much of this. And there are plenty of kinds of people who really ought not have that thought put into their heads. But it is possible, depending on personality type, I think. He's actually tweeting quite a lot, I'd have to say. Not every day or something, but sometimes more often. On the third, he posted quite a lot. This is what I can say, this is what I'm seeing there. But I really do wonder. What is this? Underspink.com. The post will change your life. Oliver Berkman interview. Could also be pretty interesting, by the way. Pretty, 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 pretty interesting. Yeah, I think I'm not really able to find something. Also, the Gretchen Room site is, is as far as I remember, it's a really cool site. In terms of the design, yes, it's something else. No, no, it's something else. It is something else. Not always the same shit and stuff. From the blog. I guess I shouldn't be perfectionistic about getting rid of perfectionism. Hmm, very meta. Oliver Berkman's work caught my eye because I love the title of his column. This column will change your life. He's English and writes for, he is English and writes for the English newspaper The Guardian, but he lives here in New York City, where we have met for coffee a few times because he writes about social psychology, self-help culture, productivity and the science of happiness. We have a lot of interests in common. I'm a big fan, so I was pleased to hear that, that a compilation of this column was published as a book. Help! Exclamation mark. How to become slightly happy and get a bit more done. I just start, started reading it and love it. Oliver writes about happiness and all the time, about happiness all the time, but I was curious that he, to, to hear what, how he would answer this, these questions, I'm sorry. What's a simple activity that consistently makes you happier? Spending time in wild nature and spending time with close and old friends. I realized it's not a staggering original, but I sometimes think we invest far too much time and energy looking for strat 
staggeringly original happiness strategies. I'm a huge sucker for life hacks, clever new time management tricks and all that stuff. But it's crucial to remember that the only sensible measure of their life is this. Do they cause you to actually spend more time engaged in a small number of fundamental activities that you already know what that they already know make you happy? But something you know about happiness you didn't know when you were 18 years old. Among many, many other things, I no longer think of perfectionism as one of those traits you should be perfectly that you should secretly quite quite what 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 that you should be secretly quite proud to possess. Fuck you. You motherfucker. Where did I stop? Oh, I'm perfectionistic. Yes, I'm just not happy unless I'm producing brilliant work. Perfectionism is 100% bad and evil. (laughs) I would, by the way, say so as well, kind of. As Anna Lemmert says, it's the voice of oppressors, the enemy of the people. It will keep you cramped and insane your whole life. Working as a newspaper journalist on deadline has jumped much of it out of. There's nothing like a screaming editor to make you abdon all hope of your perfect opening sentence, but it's an ongoing challenge. I guess I shouldn't be perfectionistic about getting rid of perfectionism though. But yeah, with that being said, I'm gonna end the episode there. Thank you very much, and I'm hopefully gonna see you the next time. So bye-bye.